0: Well, um, my clock says 20 till 11. Does that mean we still need to stay here to 12? I know you. I don't like that, do you? All right. This actually says about almost 20 till 12. So anyway, proper perspective equals successful living. Just think about that little equation. I have that on your handout for you. I I thought a lot about that this week. And and we're just going to do one particular point today, and we'll do two next week. But under God's leading this morning, I I pray that God will speak to us uh, this morning. A very simple message, but one I think that really can has the potential to really hit us hard when we really think about this equation. Proper perspective equals successful living. I thought about that this week and the answer to successful living is found in one book. It's not those books that you look at at the checkout counter at IGA or Walmart. It's the book that hopefully all of you holding your hand on a daily basis, called God's Word, the very words of God. As I thought about that, since the Word of God tells us how to live successfully, then why don't for a few minutes this morning we open it together to the Gospel of Luke. If you would turn there to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5. And find verse 27. And like I said, we'll just cover just a part of that today and we'll finish next week. It's where Levi was called, where Jesus called Levi. His other name that we're more familiar with is Matthew. Verse 27 reads this way. After this, I'm reading reading, reading from the NIV this morning. After this, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector... By the name of Levi sitting at his tax booth. Follow me, Jesus said to him. Notice what Levi does. Levi got up, left everything and followed him. Then Levi held a great banquet for Jesus at his house and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with them. But well, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law who belonged To their sect complained to his disciples, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And listen to Jesus' response. Jesus answered them, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. The word of the Lord. Father, thank you for your word and this scripture that all of us are most likely familiar with. And now, Lord, as we look at this together, I pray that you would show us what it is you want us to learn today. Lord God, I do pray that our hearts might be challenged with some very serious questions that we need to ask ourselves. So, Lord, I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would do the work. In our lives today, in and through this message, we pray in your name. Amen. Can we begin with one of the simplest definitions I've ever read defining successful living? And it, it's, it's, I felt it was so important that I put that on there for you, and you can follow along. That successful living is living to please God, and by doing so, blessing others. I wonder this morning, on your handout, there's a sentence prayer that I put there for for us. I wonder if we might allow the Holy Spirit to challenge us to pray each day that sentence prayer. Lord, I want to please you and bless others by doing so. Are we striving? Church, are we striving to live to please God and to bless others? One important quality we must possess is the quality of proper perspective. Proper perspective. I gave you a definition of proper, of of perspective there. The God given ability to see truth and reality. To know what is true and real and to know what's really important. And you see, God offers us this God-given ability if we ask for it. I want to take it a step further. We must ask for it daily. Not just on Sundays or not just on Wednesdays, but daily. James chapter 1 Verse 5 says this. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. Chapter 4, verse 2 and 3. You want something, but don't get it. You kill and covet, but you cannot have what you want. You quarrel and fight. You do not have, get this, because you do not ask God. First John, chapter 3, verse 22. Receive from Him anything we ask because we obey His commands and do what pleases Him. Successful living. Living to please God and by doing so, blessing others. So the very first thing that proper perspective will do for us, church, is this. It will enable us to value what's important. Isn't that, simple? Isn't that a simple truth? It will enable us to value what's important. Years ago, I don't know when this was, but years ago, um, uh, the, the professional baseball team, the Minnesota Twins, surprised everyone by winning their first American League pennant. When they came home from Detroit after winning the pennant, thousands of Minneapolis and St. Paul fans gathered to celebrate with them. As they got off the plane, reporters obviously were, were everywhere. The shortstop for the twins that year was a guy by the name of Greg Gagne. And one of the reporters rushed up to him and said, and I quote, Greg, this has got to be the greatest day of your life. Greg replied, no, it really isn't. It is a dream come true. I'm I'm extremely excited about it, but it's certainly not the greatest day of my life. But, sir, can I tell you the greatest day of my life? The greatest day of my life, Greg Gagney says, was the day I received Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. I thought about that question this week. And I thought about if someone asked me that very same question, how would I respond? How would each of us respond That's got to be the greatest day of your life. What is the greatest day of your life, church, pastor? You see, Greg Gagne obviously was a great baseball player, but he had perspective enough to know what was really important. He had the God-given ability that God gave him to understand what was the best thing. What was the most important thing? Won't you agree this morning that most people don't have that kind of perspective? I thought about it. As we walk with God and we trust Him and we depend on Him and we get into His Word, He will constantly open our perspective. He will sharpen our ability, your and my ability, to see the truth, to see what is right and what is not phony and not sinful and not wrong and not useless, but what is important. Think with me about a group of people called the Pharisees. A group of people that should have had proper perspective, but they didn't. Remember the Pharisees? They were... They were religious people. They were religious leaders. They were trained in the in the Old Testament scriptures. They knew a lot about God, but they did not know Him in a personal way. You see, they had that that head knowledge about God, but they didn't have the heart knowledge. Because remember, after all, wasn't it all about rituals and legalism and keeping the law? What did they later do? Remember what they involved in? Some of them crucifying Jesus. Now, back to the character that we just read in our text in Luke. We see a guy by the name of Levi. Initially, initially, he was just like the Pharisees initially. But something happened in his life that changed his perspective. Changed the way he saw things, the way he looked at things. Remember, Levi was a man uh, who collected taxes. The one Jesus changed his name from Levi to Matthew after his conversion experience. Can't you just imagine what was going through Levi's mind? Money is all important to me. And I want to do any and everything I can to get as much as I need Remember, he served with the Roman government, and yet he was a Jewish citizen serving with the Romans. And what, what, what was happening there? There was hatred among his Jewish friends. But he didn't care. At this time, he, he didn't care because no doubt his pockets were probably full of money, unlike mine and probably most of yours this day and time. Along with his bank account, couldn't get any more money in there. He had a powerful position. But suddenly, he developed some perspective, some God-given ability about what was really important. He thought money was important. He had power and prestige and prominence and position. And all of those things were important, but... Just so happened that all of those things, that stuff that he owned became insignificant. Why? Because he finally realized that those things, that stuff, those accumulations of things that he had did not satisfy a longing in his heart. You see, I believe that every single one of us are born with a little void in our heart that is to be filled with the Holy Spirit, with God, with Jesus, no doubt Levi, who came from the tribe of Levi in Israel, grew up as most little Jewish boys grew up, and more than likely he was probably schooled in the in the synagogue. His parents probably taught him, no doubt he knew all about god 's word, but obviously something had removed him. From the truth of the Bible. And he began running away from the Bible. From God's Word. And from a relationship with God. Until a man named Jesus crossed his path. Has Jesus crossed our path today? Has our life intersected with that of the Lord Jesus Christ? You see, Levi had never seen or heard or talked to anyone like Jesus. And Jesus' headquarters, when he began his earthly ministry for three and a half years, was right there in Capernaum. Just so happened to be, that's where Levi was set up to collect taxes. As I thought about that, no doubt, probably Levi heard Jesus preach and teach and maybe even perform miracles. But he could not explain In his mind, or get in his mind, who Jesus really was, but to say this, he's from God. He's from God. All I know is that he is from God, and he has made a difference in my life. After this, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector by the name of Levi sitting at his tax booth. Follow me, Jesus said to him, and look at what Levi does. He gets up, he left everything, and followed him. That old money that used to consume him did not cut it anymore. His power wasn't enough anymore. His position wasn't uh, what he thought it would be. You know, I, I was reading Proverbs this week and I came across this verse in preparation. And I thought, I thought to myself, maybe Matthew or Levi had this verse in his mind, Proverbs 11, 4. Wealth is worthless in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. He needed something, or in this case, someone a little more than the money and the power and the prestige. He needed a relationship with Christ Jesus. Let's pause there for a moment. Are we where we need to be? Have we come to the place in our life where we really see what's important? We've probably all been confused at some point or another in our lives. Wouldn't you agree? Maybe we've had warped views about what really matters. And we probably all have thought this or that was important when really it wasn't. But when we began to ask God, He started to show us what really matters. Because remember what we just read in James. We have not because we Ask not. Let me kind of wrap it up here with a little personal life story if I may. When, when Patty and I were dating and when we got engaged and when we had children and now fortunately grandchildren, we, we have always strived to do what really mattered. And our goal was then And is still today to make God and Jesus Christ first priority. Putting Him first. And then let me show you how what comes next. Then we put each other next. And then next, below that, we put our family and our children next. You see, making that kind of commitment for me and my wife personally we believe, changed our life. We believe changed our family. It made a great impact because God constantly reminded me personally that my calling as a pastor, my position as a coach is not nearly as important as my relationship with Him. And here's why. If I fail in my personal relationship with God, I fail as your pastor. If I fail in my relationship with my family, everything else is insignificant. And if I cannot say, God, here are my children. Here are my grandchildren. Here's my wife. We walk with you. Then what does it matter? And what difference does it make? See, we have to see with proper perspective what really matters in life. Let me conclude this way. Years ago, the leader of the country of Prussia, Frederick Wilhelm III, was in trouble. The nation had been through a terrible war, and their country was almost bankrupt. There was no money to feed the people and meet the basic needs of the country. He didn't know what to do. Finally, he came up with the solution. Get this: he asked the women. <laughs> y'all, y'all were supposed to laugh at that. Uh, he asked the women, so the old crazy, hard-headed men couldn't figure it out. So, I think what well, we'll do: he asked the women of Prussia if they would bring their gold and silver jewelry, their precious stones. And give them to the commonwealth. Give them to the king. To buy the basic commodities. The people needed to rebuild the country. The women responded unbelievably. By the thousands they came. Bringing their silver and their gold jewelry. To be melted down. To be traded for other commodities. In exchange for their jewelry. They were given an iron cross. That said. This gold "...traded for iron." 1813. A strange thing happened in Prussia over the next few years. Women quit wearing gold and silver jewelry and precious stones. To them, the most beautiful jewelry was an iron cross worn around their necks that said, "...gold given for iron." 1813. They had made a sacrifice for their country. It's all a matter of perspective about what really matters in life. What is valuable is the worth of something in our eyes. The world says money, possessions, prestige, and power are all that matter. But God says, get this, no, it's not all that matters. Pleasing me and blessing others is what matters. What's important to us today, church? Can we say that our relationship with Lord Jesus Christ is the most important thing in our life? Can we? I hope we can. Do we have a relationship with Christ Jesus? Jesus said in John fourteen six, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Proper perspective equals successful living. Pray with me. Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you for this passage of Scripture that we've heard many, many times. And I thank you this morning, oh God, that you have shown us one particular point, God, that I feel you want all of us to go home with. And it's the fact that proper perspective enables us to value what's important. Lord, I pray that the most important, the most exciting day in our life, we could all say that it was the day that we came to know Christ Jesus as our Savior, as our Lord. Lord, if that not be the case for anyone here today, my prayer is that he or she might come to know Jesus Christ this very day. Speak to our hearts, O God, as we sing this hymn of dedication. We pray in your name. Amen.